1: One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember, to love God, love people, and love life.
0: I am unconditionally loved by God and that harvest. I come to God as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am. Yes, sir. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We're in our series Emojis. Somebody say Emojis. I don't know about you, but as we've been in this series, what's interesting is that a lot of stuff that you have been trying to bury uh, as it relates to your emotions is coming up to the surface, but that's because everything that God is revealing to you, it's because God wants to heal it in you. You didn't hear what I just said. As a matter of fact, you ought to touch your neighbor and say, stop running from you. I says everything that's being revealed to you about you is because God says he's finally ready to heal you. He's finally ready to heal you. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 18 says this, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, or the goodness of the Lord, this is the part I want you to see, are being transformed, say, I'm being transformed, into the same image from glory to glory, just uh, as by the Spirit of the Lord. Say, I am a construction site. I'm being transformed to love like God loves. Father, speak to us now that we would move and walk in what you have ordained today. Customize, tailor-make this word for us, your people, in the name of Jesus, that we would be on ten. Father, we thank you that that means we would experience the best of the best in every area of our lives. Today, speak with clarity. Today, speak with power, Father. I decrease that you might increase, that you say what you want to say, do what you want to do, move how you want to move. I pray that by the time I finish this life-giving message, that people believe they've had a divine encounter and experience with the God Almighty. Show up, Jehovah. Jairus, show up Jehovah Nisi, show up Elohim. Matter of fact, we ain't got to ask you to show up because you're here. We just ask that you speak and speak with power in Jesus name. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Do me a favor as you take your seats. How fast two or three people say stop being emotional about love. Stop being emotional about love. You can be seated. Uh, As you know, emojis are symbols that illustrate emotions, and we've learned that our emotions can change, cause us to act strange, and cause unnecessary pain and problems. And I don't know about you, but since there's already pain and problems on the schedule, I'm not trying to add no new pain and problems to the schedule. Tell your neighbors, ain't nobody got time for that. So in this series, we've been confronting. That means we've been getting in the face of our emotions and conquering them so they do not conquer us. And as I mentioned in the last few messages, uh, we're going to be getting into the nitty gritty of emotions. And I'm going to open this subject up as much as I can today. Uh, God is transforming you into his image daily now you understand that Uh, you are under construction right now and the thing about it is that you need to celebrate is that today you may not be everywhere you want to be but you are not who you used to be watch this even from yesterday because today you're getting better today you're getting stronger today you're getting wiser I need somebody to take about five seconds just to shout about your own progress yeah, I'm being transformed. I'm be- how do you know you're being transformed? Because there's some stuff. If you had to deal with it last year that you're dealing with this year, you would have lost your mind. You would have gave up. But you're being transformed. How fast somebody say I'm being transformed? Now watch this. What does that mean? Bishop, I'm being transformed into his image daily. What does that mean? Since 1 John 4, 8 says God is love each day. Watch this church. You're being transformed in who you love, what you love, where you love, when you love, why you love, and how you love. I'm going to say it again. Since God is love, say God is love. Each day, what's really happening in you is that you're being transformed in who you love, what you love, where you love, when you love, why you love, and how you love. Touch your neighbors and that's the real transformation. The real transformation is when you learn to stop loving down and loving pigs and dogs. I've taught you that before. But when you begin to learn how to love the way God loves, say God is love. Now, we've learned in our emotions that uh, our emotions cannot be trusted because they are enigmatic. They're mysterious. They're evasive. They avoid the real issue and make us deal with the pretend issue so we never fix the real issue. Uh, And they are erratic, which means they are inconsistent and they are turbulent. And when led by our emotions, in every situation, we've learned that we lose the what? The truth of God's word about our situation, the truth about the people in the situation, the truth about the part we played in the situation, and the truth about the situation. Watch this. When you're in your emotions, You won't even uh, accept responsibility for what you know you did because your emotions will try to make you a victim so you can justify why you're acting crazy. Uh, But I think there's some people in here today that said, my emotions have acted enigmatically, evasively, and erratically enough. Ain't nobody got time for any more of that foolishness in my life. Your emotions have been robbing you of people, places, things, and ideas. Your emotions have stolen more money from you than... (laughs) The scripture says, John ten ten, I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly. But the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We often look at that and think of the devil or the enemy. But the reality is, the greatest enemy is your emotions, because your emotions will steal from you and then look at you and say, "What's wrong? Are you still here?" We've learned that we are not our emotions, because we are a spirit with a soul that is our conscious mind, thoughts, will, and emotions that lives in the body. Meaning, we are not our emotions. Say, "I'm not my emotions." Now, you might say, Bishop, why do you keep repeating and going over that at the beginning of most messages in this series? Because redundancy is the teacher's best friend. I've discovered as a pastor that by the time I get sick of saying it, it's by the time the church gets it. So I need you to know that. Say, I'm not my emotions. And not only are you not your emotions, we learn that you don't have to be controlled by your emotions. In fact, we can choose them. And it's not a denial of our existing emotions. It's choosing to behold another emotion because whatever we behold, we become. Our emotions are a response to change and losing control. And watch this, here it is. We often experience emotional breakdowns and explosions because we don't think, we often link because of our past experiences. And we activate what's called the law of linkage. This is when your mind links two similar events. Watch this. They're not the same, but they're similar. So your brain throws out the differences and the nuances and your emotions tell you it's the same thing happening all over again. Even though it's not, your emotions will play you to say that it is. It will respond to the present as if it's the past and to the new as if it's the old. And we often link, here it is, and how we love God Love people and love life. Trademark, by the way. Why does that happen, Bishop? I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna turn the corner. Touch your neighbor and say, We're gonna turn the corner. You have been in one neighborhood, turn the corner, and then use a whole different kind of neighborhood. That's exactly what's getting ready to happen because you think you know where I'm getting ready to go, but we're going to turn the corner and be in a whole other neighborhood. The reason that we often link back to past experiences as it relates to how we love God, love people, love life, how we, uh, who we love, why we love, when we love, etc. Watch this. It's because of a lack of patience. We're in a whole other neighborhood. Now you're like, what? For real though? No? Listen, what do you mean, Luke 21 17? Now, watch this. And you, this is Jesus talking, he says, and you're going to be hated for my namesake. Well, what is hatred going to trigger? Emotions, because most of us like to be accepted. So, being hated is something that is foreign to the very nature of what we like. Matter of fact, there are things that you will do just to be accepted by folk. The truth be told, when you look at them, sometimes you say, Why in the heaven, hell, and earth am I trying to be accepted by a zero? The, uh, and you will be hated for my name's sake. What is he saying? That's going to trigger your emotions. But watch this next verse. It's going to rock your world. Watch verse 18. Watch this. You ready for this? But not a hair of your head shall be lost. But, 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 but watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Here it is. Verse 19. By your patience, possess your soul. So wait a minute. 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 minute. What's going on, Bishop? Go back to verse 17. What's the significance of this. Jesus said, you're going to go through some stuff that's going to make you emotional. Next verse. He said, but what you need to know is it's not as worse as it seems. That's what that verse is implying and inferring. But look at verse 19. He says, but you only feel the way you do because you lost possession of your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions because you're impatient. I ain't got no help here. That's all right. How to work a job here. When impatient, watch this, you lose possession of your soul and your soul is now in possession of you the only reason you mad is because it's taken longer than you think it should and now you're in your, I'm going to preach to somebody and you're emotional, the only reason you're discouraged is because it's taking longer than you thought it would and you're emotional, the only reason you're acting sadiddy which is when, to mean to act melancholy because of something or someone you lost is because you're impatient Ooh, But today, I think somebody's going to get some patience stirred up on the inside of them Watch this, watch what Jesus said. Jesus says, watch this, he says, if you get impatient, you lose possession of your soul. Why do people love down? They're impatient. Why do people love people that can't love them back? They're impatient. Why do people love bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay? Because they're impatient. Why do people give up when they should fight? They're impatient. But you, let me tell you who you are you are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are the curse breaker. Uh, I says, J- Jesus, said, Jesus, said, Jesus said if you're not patient you're going to lose possession of your soul. Your mind, thoughts, will and emotions. But so why am I so emotional? You're impatient. And your emotions are you trying to it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Why are you sitting down the street uh, having cries, breakdowns, and all that? Because you're impatient. Why are you cussing folk out? You're impatient. Somebody said, Bishop, I didn't do it to their face. Yeah, but you did it in your head. You're impatient. I told you we are going to turn the street, go to a whole other neighborhood. Jesus said, If you're impatient, you will lack possession of your soul. Inferring your soul will now possess you, which means your mind, thoughts will, and emotions will run you. They'll control you. This is why, watch this, please understand. I know I'm talking to you because you'll throw your hand up at me and do something. Uh, Watch this. This is why you can be having a great day and see something that triggers something that takes you from 10 to negative 4,486,212.4. Y'all going to leave me out there hanging like that? Because you're impatient. You're saying, watch this, watch this. You'll see something. You'll see something. You'll be like, God, why haven't you dealt with that yet? You'll see somebody that did you wrong and say, God, why are they still breathing and walking and talking? It's quiet, church. Touch your neighbor, say, you got to be patient. Jesus said, when you're impatient, you're no longer in possession of your soul. Your soul is in possession of you. So watch this. The, the, I gave you a long list of emotions I want to jump into. I want to jump into them real quickly. I'm going to move expeditiously, so you got to get the CD or auto message through our app so that you can get it. So watch this. When you're impatient, affection controls you. That's, that's, that's the first emotion. I'm just going to go. So watch this. So you will mistake affection for love. So, so, so you will mistake a kiss and a hug for love. Now, realizing it's, it's just impatience because you just wanted somebody to just love you some way, somehow. It's quiet up in here. Watch this. When you're impatient, you're not. Why do people get angry? Because you're impatient. Now, I don't know about you, but can I just be transparent for just a moment? I don't mind saying things one time, two times, three times. But if I got to say it four and five and six and seven and eight nine times, now I ain't where I want to be, but I think I ain't where I used to be. But I'm just trying to figure out why I got to keep saying the same thing over and over again do you not understand the words that are coming out of my mouth and so what what can happen is is then you step into anger but why are you angry because you're impatient why'd you get a little hot under the collar (laughs) because you're impatient why did you have a, a, a temper tantrum I can't believe this give me that box thank you see and then you tear stuff up and then be like it's okay though right Because you're impatient. Parents, why do you get angry with your kids? Because they act like kids. You asking your six-year-old why they ain't ready for church? I told you to be downstairs at a quarter to eight. I don't know why you ain't down here. They don't know what a quarter to eight is. They trying to subtract 25 minutes from eight because they thought a quarter was 25 and they don't even understand that it was... It's quiet in the church. What's this? What's this? Angst, inner turmoil. Why do you have inner turmoil? Because you're impatient. Because the inner turmoil is making you say, I don't have control. Because I don't have control, what I do is I have inner turmoil. I go up and down inside and tear my insides up because I don't have control. Because I'm impatient because now my soul possesses me rather than me possessing it. Anguish, that's fear that you're going to fail God. Why do you have a fear that you'll fail? I, I remember asking somebody one time, I said, can I ask you something? What have you actually succeeded at in life? And I said, I'm not saying that to beat you down. I said, I'm just not sure why you have a fear of failure when you seem to do that well. It's quiet church. No, you ever look at somebody and they have a fear, and you're like, Well, that's an unfounded fear because if we check your credit, your credit says that that's something you know how to do already. What's the significance? What's this? But when you're impatient, you'll be like, I can't believe I, I've been in church for three weeks, and I can't believe I made a stupid mistake like that. I'm going to fail him. Doesn't everybody say that makes no sense? Ooh, but they be doing it. Annoyance, why do we get annoyed? I'm just listening out the emotions. Why do we get annoyed? We're impatient. What? <sighs> why you do all that? <sighs> Touch your neighbor and say, You know how you be doing. All that heavy sighing. How you sign It's 9 15 in the morning. <sighs> Why are you annoyed? Because you're impatient? And your soul possesses you now. Why do you have anxiety? Well, I mean, why have anxiety? Why, why be worried about something your worry can't change? You said, What if so and so do this? They might. <laughs> but you sit up here worried about it. Why? B- because your soul possesses you. What's this? you possessed. By you. It's Quiet, church. Why, why do people get apathetic? Apathetic. Apathy. People, you know, stop caring. Why do people stop caring? To stop caring meant that at one time you did care. So why do you stop caring? Because you're impatient because you think caring is a waste of time. Arousal. Why why do people get excited about something? And this doesn't have a sexual connotation here. It just means excitement. Why why do people get excited about something? People get excited about something. Watch this. Because they believe that their excitement is going to produce a response that's going to meet that level of excitement. So watch this. But watch this. But when excitement has control of you, if it doesn't meet that same response, all of a sudden you go from 10 to uh, why? Because your soul possessed you. You ever had a great expectation and hope for something and then it turned out to not be what you thought it was going to be? And then all of a sudden you went from super excitement to like, oh my God. Because you're impatient. But today, a lot of people have awe. A lot of people have boredom. A lot of people get bored. Boredom implies at one point you were excited about something. A lot of people get bored. Impatient. It's not doing, giving me the same high it used to give me it's not giving me the same excitement it used to give me, which proves that you live by emotions because you're trying to chase excitement. All right, let's keep it moving. What I say, uh, 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 confidence, contempt, contentment, courage, curiosity, depression. A lot of people get depressed. They're impatient. Life's not doing what I wanted to do, when I wanted to do it, how I wanted to do it. Therefore, I'm going to be mad at life. I hate you, life. I'm mad at you, life. I'm gonna sit in the house all day with the blinds closed and the air on life. Sitting up under the covers in 94 degree weather, life. Okay, what I this? Uh, desire, despair, disappointment, disgust. Why do people get disgusted? Impatience. You ever eaten something that that, you know, when you looked at it like disgusting? And then it's a kids' movie, and and then after he's like, that's the next. That's okay. I remember. I remember. You uh, try to give me to eat calamari, and I said, you know, I'm a, I'm an American, and so as an American, we have, you know, we have chicken, we have beef, and we have swimming fists that swim like this here. That is slimy. And I said, I'm not eating the one with the little bodies. Give me, I mean, you know, with the little tentacles on it. Give me the, give me the, I'll try the body. And for years, watch this. I avoided something simply because I had an impatience about what it might taste like. Now, I still don't like it, but my point is. <laughs> well, what's this, what's this, what's this, what's this? Well, embarrassment. Why do people get embarrassed? Impatience. I wanted to look like this to somebody. And it didn't happen, so I'm embarrassed about it. But the reality is it's impatience. Frustration, gratitude, grief, guilt, happiness, hatred, hope, horror, hostility, humiliation, hysteria, attention-seeking behavior. Why do people do crazy stuff to seek attention? Because they think doing what they're currently doing isn't getting them enough enough attention. So they're impatient. So they'll do stuff. I remember one time somebody called themselves faking a suicide. They said they went and jumped off of a cliff. And they came back. I said, so you jumped off a cliff today? No, that's what they told me. They told me you know just they <laughs> uh, please. Anyway, and so and so I said, so you jumped off a cliff today, and your church shoes ain't got no scuffs, no marks, nothing. So you clean your shoes after jumping off the cliff. Wow. <laughs> and I looked at the person's spouse and I said, so you believe that? Y'all made for each other, did if You believe that? <laughs> why do people do stuff to get attention because they're impatient and you're not paying me enough attention fast enough so I'm going to tear some stuff up you're going to pay me some mind I'm going to send text messages that sound like suicide notes and then when you call back I'm not going to answer Y'all sitting there looking, y'all know y'all got cousins and family folk and kinfolk and all that. Sent crazy stuff. I just want everyone to know that I love them and care very much about them. And I just, if you don't see me for a while, I just want you to know everything's going to be okay. Why do people post crazy stuff on social media? Passive aggressive messages. They mad at one person but posted so they 42 friends can see it. Some people just stay loyal. You just can't trust them because they are... Th- c- why, why? why? Because they're impatient. It's quiet here. I- I'm getting ready to move through this. We're going to move on to the point, but I just got to make it here. Uh, jealousy, loneliness. Why do some people feel lonely? Why? Because they're impatient. Lust. Why do some people lust? Because they're impatient outrage, panic, passion, pity, pleasure, pride, rage, regret. How do people get into a rage? They're impatient. They don't have power, and so rage is an attempt to get power. Regret. Why do people have regret? Impatience. Remorse. Impatience. Resentment. Impatience. Sadness. Impatience. Shame. Shock. Sadness. Sorrow. Suffering. Surprise. Trust. wonder, word. So, so you get the principle, right? You get the point, right? I didn't get a chance to go through all of them, but you get the point, right? Is that Jesus says, when you're impatient, You lose possession of your soul, and your soul possesses you. Which means, watch this, now you're linking. So you're not looking at what's in front of you, nor you're listening to what's being said, because you filter everything through those emotions. And you'll name something new, something old, because of how you feel versus what's real, because you're not linking, you're thinking, and you're linking because you're impatient, and you wouldn't take the time to think long enough to make the right choice, so you immediately went to the impatient choice, which is the link. Have you ever looked back on something and said, I looked at that the wrong way? Well, why didn't you think twice up front when it was happening? Because you were impatient and your impatience made you link instead of think. Ooh, but today. Now, when we say but today, what we're saying is, is we're going to interrupt that stuff today, all right? Now, now, when you link, you form a mental snapshot of the original event, and your body assumes a physical and mental posture similar to the way it originally reacted, even if that response proved to be counterproductive. And this often happens with who you love. Which, what do you mean, who you love? Oftentimes, if you'll just be honest, touch your neighbor and say, Be honest. We're at harvest, so you don't have to lie and pretend and pretend like you got it all together. Hallelujah! Bless the Lord, sweet Jesus, sweet Mother Jesus. Man, okay, you ain't got to do all that. Doesn't anybody say just be real? If you're honest, you keep loving the same type of person in a different body, particularly on the negative side—the dogs and the pigs. Somebody said, "What is he talking about?" You got to get the messengers called. Don't look down. Jesus said, do not cast your pearls before swine, nor give what is holy or distinct to the dogs. Jesus called human beings pigs and dogs. He said, there are some people that it doesn't matter how good you are to them. It don't matter how kind you are to them. It don't matter how this and that and all that. He says, there's some people that are pigs and dogs. They can't even receive nor discern what you're giving them. So you giving it to them, watch this, isn't their fault because they are what they are. It's your fault because you were trying to make them something else. Watch this. Why? Because you were impatient hoping that if you gave love to a dog, a dog was going to transform into a man, transform into a woman. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? if we're, also, if we're uh, 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 honest with ourselves, we often love the same type of people. Look back over your life, and if you look at some of the negative situations and circumstances you ran in, they're actually the same person. Different body, different name, same spirit. Which indicates the issue isn't out there. The issue is your impatience has made you keep attracting the same thing. It's quiet in the church. Well, watch this. Watch this. The same, same type of people you keep trying to change. You often, watch this, are counterproductive in what you love. You'll love what doesn't love you, what can't love you. And then you get mad at it. And then you get in emotion. I just don't understand. You know why you don't understand? You don't understand because you're impatient. If you actually took time to, it's quiet in here. If you actually took time to actually think instead of link, you'd say, wait a minute. I've got to stop loving what can't love me. Because it's not its fault, their fault, whatever. It is me. Watch this. What's this next one. With who you love, what you love. Watch this. Where you love, what can't love you. When you love. Watch this. Sometimes you're, in, you're talking about love when you should be listening. But so what do you mean? There's sometimes, pe- you know, there's an old movie that says fools rush in. And I'm, when I talk about this, it's, it's, it's a very broad context. So it's every type of interaction with people, places, things, and ideas. So say so the, the context is broad. Is broad. All right, this just means it's big. So don't, 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 I'm not speaking specifically of marital relationships or uh, of, uh, romantic relationships or what have you. The context is broad. But when we look at this, the reality is, is that you will often sometimes love when you should be listening. uh, uh, The other day, I'd say to myself, "I had to say." I said, "I said you be, you be, you be believing in hope. I hope, I wish. I wish somebody would, you know." (laughs) He said, "But you're not listening to what they're saying, so you get frustrated, mad, and angry." When it doesn't go the way you intended or thought this should go, but it's because you weren't listening. If you'll listen, they'll tell you everything that it is to know. But when you link, when you link, you'll love when you should be listening. You ever, you ever been, you ever been? and then, then we were, like, we we're like first gear now, we're going to go to like gear four, four in a minute, so it's going to go real fast in just a minute, so just, just touching it, it's going to go fast in a minute. You ever been t- chatting with somebody, and as you were chatting with somebody, they talking, 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 and, and because you don't necessarily like what they're saying, you just immediately turn to, oh, just give me a hug. Anybody ever done that? They talking, and talking, and talking, you don't necessarily like what they're saying, you're like, oh, just, let's just go eat. Why? You're so impatient, you wouldn't sit and listen. So you went to an emotion to shield yourself from hearing something that may have hurt you. But you, but you went to love when you should have been listening. Because had you listened, you would have saved yourself a lot of heartache and pain. Watch this. Uh, and, and why you love. Why you love. Now, some reasons, let's be honest, some reasons when you love are selfish. There's a selfish intention. Okay. There, there's there's a selfless intention. Uh, whenever uh, we're doing uh, coaching and and counseling for marriages and things that that have run into difficulties, where they're like on the rocks, you know, they at the edge. You know, don't push them because they close to the edge. You understand? They trying not to lose. They you know, and, hey, hey, hey. and so well, <laughs> so what what happens is is that there's one question, and I'm not going to tell you the question, but there's one question. Mm-mm. No. No, because if I tell you, you can prepare for the test. So I can't tell you the question. Because then people will know. They'll be like, well, don't say this. Okay, so I can't tell you that. So, but there's one question. And that one question now defines the reality of everything else. From that one question, I can call it right there, whether or not this is it. I said, we can sit here and talk for the next hour. But the reality is, is that, you know, you know, I know everything I need to know based on the answer to that one question. Why? Because if we're honest, oftentimes... When we love, we have selfish motive. What do you mean, selfish motive? Sometimes you don't love them; you just love winning. You don't like losing, and because you don't like losing, you'll now put lipstick on a pig, and you'll dress it up real nice and be like, "No, it ain't really that." Because my impatience won't let me see that sometimes, sometimes our reasons are selfish when we love. And it comes from impatience. Y'all still here, church? Okay, good. Yeah, we, finna, we finna go to the third gear and just remember. And, and watch this. And sometimes how we love. You know, when you say, I love you, love, watch this, is a decision. Now, in psychology, it's defined as an emotion. But theologically and biblically, love is a decision that produces emotions. So sometimes, though, when we love, we don't love the way we're supposed to love. The first characteristic the apostle Paul gives in 1 Corinthians 13 about love, he says, love is patience. Which means until you've passed the impatience test, you actually just have strong like. Quiet, church. Somebody say, stop being emotional about how I love. Remember, the context is broad. See, watch this. If you love impatiently, you'll love emotionally instead of how love should be biblically, which is a principle or decision that produces emotions, but it's not an emotion itself. So when we look at the concept of why we're often emotional about love when we should be principled about love, it's a decision. I love you. God is love. I God you, which means I choose to treat you and see you the way God sees you, even when I want to treat you and see you less than that. It's the choice to pick you over and over and over and over and over and over. Which means if we're really honest, most of us, if we really uh, evaluate some of the times we've used that word, as many times you've used that word as an emotion, not as a decision. And you use it as an emotion because you felt you needed to move further in something. So you up the ante using words that you didn't actually mean. He dropped a bomb on me. Nine fifteen. Are you here, church? Yeah, met somebody on, on, on Monday. Christians get me with this, too. Because Christians, 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 uh, I was standing to the preach the other day. He said, man, I love you. Uh, he said, bishop, I just want you to know I love you. I said, sir. I said, I know I'm supposed to say back to you. Love you, too, sir. I said, but I don't. Now, it got quiet in the church. I said, because I ain't been through nothing with you, sir, to know whether or not I can be patient with you. So this ain't tested, so I can't trust it. So I have a special term I use. I ain't going to tell you what that term means. <laughs> to, 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 to illustrate that whatever that means to you, what that means to me. So what are you trying to say? Christians are notorious for Hey, how you doing? Oh, God bless you, God bless you. You know, you see somebody two times in church, and then you come in, hey, love you. How do you love somebody the way you emotionally mean it, and you don't even know, you've not even experienced anything, your patience hasn't been tested. Your emotions haven't been tested, yet you're using such a strong word. Why? Because your impatience makes you feel like I got to say something more. Yes. So watch this, church. Say, I can no longer. Come on, talk to me. Say, I can no longer be impatient. All right. Now, when we look at this, watch this. Uh, The word describes our God as the God of patience. Say it's important to him. Romans 15, 5. May the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus. Now, I don't want you to miss the message and think that uh, when I say, you know, when I'm saying these things, that that means you have to be all guarded and all this and and, and act weird with people and that. What I'm saying is, is that oftentimes our emotions are in possession of us and we're not in possession of our emotions. And so we'll say things, do things, act certain ways because we're impatient. You got it, church? Say, I must be patient. Watch this. Watch this. Patience. Somebody said, what is patience?" Here it is. It's the level of endurance your character can take before becoming negative while being delayed or provoked. The level of endurance your character can take before, or excuse me, becoming negative while, while being delayed or provoked. What does that mean, Bishop? Oftentimes in life, God will intentionally delay stuff. And allow people, places, things, and ideas to intentionally provoke you to get you out of impatience. Watch the connection. Because if you're impatient, what do you lose possession of? Your soul, mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Which means if I don't get patience down, I'll never rule my emotions. My emotions will always rule me. Are you catching the message, church? which means if I don't get this patience thing down, I can pray to be in control, I can pray for grace, I can pray for mercy, but my emotions will be in possession of my soul instead of me being in possession of them. But I think there's somebody in here today that says for the last day have my emotions been in possession of me. For the last day has my soul been in possession of me. I'm taking over. You ought to high-five your neighbor and say, take over, take over. So you got it. I, I can't I can't get control of my emotions if I don't first fix my impatience issue. You got the church? Okay, now now watch this. Now 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 how much can you take before you get negative while something is taking too long or you're being provoked? Bishop, what do you mean negative? Before you start complaining? Before you start getting in your emojis. I was in traffic the other day. I was driving somewhere. I was in traffic the other day. I personally don't enjoy traffic. The reason I don't enjoy traffic is because I don't understand it. If I'm driving and you're driving and ain't nothing in front of us blocking us, I just don't understand why we blocked. Now, it's very simple. No, this is very simple mathematics. It's very simple. So, so we're in traffic and I'm on my way somewhere and I have plenty of time and I'm on my way somewhere. And I'm in traffic, and as I'm in traffic, I'm like, okay, so there must be a huge accident or something up here, because then we get up there, I said, the police had pulled somebody over, over here. As I took my phone out to start recording and put it over there, I just, uh, uh, as I looked, I said, ain't nobody, (laughs) excuse me, ain't nobody, ain't nothing even in, they're over here. And ain't no accident, they just pulled somebody over. I said, now, I'm just trying to figure out why I was backed up all the way for five miles going about 2.3 seconds a, a minute, or 2.3 miles, you know, whatever, going real slow, what I'm trying to say. Now, here's the deal. While I was in my automobile, impatience started to rise up. Please, church, don't judge your pastor. With the same level you use me, do not judge me. The problem is I couldn't get off because I was all the way in the left lane. Oh, yes. And I'm sitting here, and just so impatience is just rising. So now all of these other things start popping in my mind. I be like, where is such and such, such and such, such and such? And, what is and so all these other things started coming up. And so I'm just sitting in the car, and it's already hot. I got the A.C. blowing every which way, and I got it on super cool. You understand? Like cool everything that can be cool. Cool my spirit. Cool my soul. But it's boiling, and it's rising, and it's rising, and it's rising, but I couldn't do anything but endure. I want to help somebody shout right here. Y'all ready to go to fourth gear? There's some stuff right now you've been praying about, ain't none, change. You've been giving about, ain't none, change. You've been fasting about, ain't none, change. Because God says what you're going to learn today is you're going to learn some patience. You're going to learn how to endure. You're going to learn how to stay in the car and just keep it moving. And you might be moving slow, but you're still moving. Touch your neighbor say, you're going to learn some patience today. I couldn't do anything but sit there and take it. And so I said, I ain't finna be mad about this. I just, I'm just gonna keep it moving. Watch this. And here, you may or may not believe it, but here's the truth. The moment I said, "Fine, Lord, I just go. I'm gonna just do what it's got to do. I'm gonna, if it's gonna take me longer to get there, it's gonna take me longer to get there." The moment I threw my hands up is the moment the traffic started to break. I came to tell somebody in here. God says, I need you to just throw your hands up and say, Lord, just do what you got to do in me. Uh, It don't feel good, it don't look good, but just let have patience, have this perfect work in me. Somebody, holler, yeah, yeah. What's that? Be seated. I couldn't do anything but endure. And I, you know, I started having, I was like, well, I'm just for the power move. <laughs> you going to get out of my way today, or you sure going to get it rolled over. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I had to endure. There's some stuff you're in right now that God says, I've been listening to your prayers. I listened to your warfare prayers. I listened to your command. I've been listening. God says, but right now I'm working on something in you. And what I'm working on is Patience. Because if you don't learn patience, you'll never control your emotions. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? So watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, when you look at the butterfly's life cycle, I'm done. The butterfly's life cycle has uh, four stages. The egg, larva, pupa, and adult. Now, it goes through transformation. Where do we start? We're being transformed to be like God, which means how we love, when we love, where we love, et etc. et cetera. Now, here's what's significant. The struggle... And patience out of each previous level of life gives it the strength to survive at the upgraded level of life. Let me see if I can say it another way. If it cannot be patient while it's going from egg to larva it won't have the strength to live at the larva level. If it cannot be patient from larva to pupa, it won't have the strength to be a pupa. And if it doesn't have the strength to go from pupa to an adult, it'll always be small when it could be big. It'll always be immature. So check out what's happening. The struggle and patience out of one level to the next gives it the strength to survive to the upgraded level. So here's what patience does. You ready for this? I'm just opening this up and I'm done. Uh, Hebrews 6.11 and we desire that each of you show the same diligence toward the full assurance of hope until the end. That is that you do not become sluggish well, I says sluggish. See, patience isn't waiting. Patience is how you act while you're waiting. Some of y'all talk about I've been waiting on the Lord and heaven says we have no record of waiting on you because you're negative. There's some stuff you'd be like, I'm just waiting on God to move. I'm waiting on God to move. And heaven says we have no record of even your request being in because you've been in patience while you're waiting. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He says, don't become sluggish. Stop being ratchety. Stop not being on your assignment. He says, but imitate those who through faith, watch it, and patience. Which means not only is patience going to give you control of your emotions, number one, but patience is also going to manifest promises. What you've been praying for is on the other side of patience. Patience. And notice, not waiting, but patience. How you act while you're waiting. Which means most folks sitting up in there under the sound of my voice today and watching online, you're like, God, I've been so patient. God, I've been so patient. God says, no, you haven't. You've been waiting with a bad attitude, calling it Patience. You've been in your emojis calling it patience. You've been acting a fool calling it patience. But today, God says, I sent a message to you to let you know if you'll shift into patience right now, it's some stuff by tonight I'm going to have worked out. It's some stuff by Monday morning I'm going to have worked out. It's some stuff by Tuesday I'm going to have it worked out. God says, I've been trying to work patience in you. Why, Bishop, here it is, last point. So first, patience gives you control over your emotions, for my note takers. Secondly, patience manifests promises, what you've been praying for. But here's the third thing. Patience makes you shalom. Bishop, what do you mean? James 1, 2. My brethren, that's the southern way. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall or find yourself in various trials. Leave the verse up. Here's how most of us count it. We count it as cussing, acting a fool, in emotion. We, 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 don't look at me with that tone of face. We count it as anxiety. We have turmoil. We have angst. We have worry. We, we have schadenfreude, which is uh, now being excited about somebody else, something bad happening to somebody else. We have all, he, he said, that ain't the emotion I need you to have. He said, I need you to have joy. When you find yourself in various trials, what does various trial means? You got different cases going on at the same time. Look at it like a legal situation. It's like going into one court for a speeding ticket, going into another court for something else, going into another court for something else. I came to preach to the people for the last three minutes of this message where the truth be told, the reality is your emotions have been all over the place because you ain't just dealing with one trial. Let me preach to somebody you're dealing with this over here, that over there, 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 that up there, that down there. And so you got all kind of hell going on around you. And you're saying, I can't even get no comfort because every time I get up, I got another trial. Every time I go to sleep, I got another trial. Every time I get in the car, I got another trial. Ooh, but today, I'm mean to tell you, you're going to shift into patience today. And stuff is going to start happening. suck <laughs> suck. Suddenly, for you, how five your neighbor say, Get patient and watch it happen fast. Why is it my brethren? I gotta finish. Count it all joy when you find yourself in this, that, and the other. See, the reality is that some folk don't even know what they're grieving about because they're grieving about so much at the same time. Got so much going on at the same time. But look at what he says, knowing. That the testing. Read it, church. Of your faith. So wait, wait a minute. What are you going through right now? Testing of what? Your faith, which is really called what? What did we learn a few winters ago? Spiritual warfare. But what is he producing in you? Patience. That's why he hasn't changed it yet. Heaven has not been ignoring you. Heaven is not interrupting the testing of you. I need you to hear what's going on. I'm trying to tell you what's going on in your life. Am I not talking to anybody? Maybe I'm preaching to somebody on the computer. He says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But look at verse 4. But let patience. Wow. I could preach the whole message right there. Let patience. Let patience. Which means step out of your emojis, let your hands go up, and just let them stay there. What does let mean? It's an, it's an adverb, which means it's an action, which means, watch this, it's the action of inaction. You missed it. Sometimes doing nothing is doing Something. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Sometimes saying, all right, God, this is on you. Is you doing the best thing you could ever do? Sometimes you got to get out of your own way because the butt that's been in the way has been your big old butt, But today. I'm out of time. I didn't mean literally your big old butt. I mean, you're getting in God's way. Verse, okay, I'm out of time, I'm out of time. But let patience have its what? Perfect work. That you might be, here's the word there, shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. You see how he even defines it? Nothing broken. All is well. Which means, what is he saying? The reason you keep getting emotional is because you're impatient. And because you're impatient, you can't control your emotions because your soul possesses you. We got that? Secondly, what's the second point? I gave it to you, see? What's the second point? Patience makes promises manifest. Patience manifests promises. There's stuff you've been waiting on that God says, that's all you've been doing is waiting because you haven't been patient. You've been an emotional roller coaster, which means your soul has possessed you. But then finally, he says, let patience have its, get out of patience way. God, I just can't take no more. God says, oh, you just stopped being patient. God, I'm just sick of this. You just stop being patient. God, I'm going to give up. Now you just stop being patient. God, I just can't do it no more. You stop being patient. God, I'm going to cuss this so-and-so out. You just stop being patient. Don't look at me to that tone of face. Now, if you didn't conquer that, thank God for you. But your neighbor is still working on some stuff. <laughs> Lord, if these cars don't get out of my way, I'm just going just, to put it in four-wheel and just roll them all over in the name of Jesus. And I'll, then I'll come back once I get from my apartment and lay my hands on them and bring them back to life. Raise them from the dead. <laughs> Watch this. The reason you're so emotional is because of impatience. So here's the prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, you can keep your seats. Father, in the name of Jesus, today, we give patience. Permission.
1: One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles. A juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get em. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu.